The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by AmomentWithMorris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. We are back with the newest episode of the Say Something Podcast. Say some, say some, say something. This is where we get together to talk about what's happening in the traffic out here in this crazy world out here in these streets. In these cold, cold, cold streets, yeah. Back at you again. Boop, boop, boop. In a long time it's been since we've been back at you. A lot happening in these streets. Man, a lot. Too much happening in these streets. Bring you episode number 76. I think we stuck on 76, but we're going to bring you 76 (laughs) anyway, right? We're going to come at you 76. Always like to highlight a moment in black excellence. Unapologetic black excellence. Because it's always important to uh, tell our own stories, tell our own narrative, and highlight our heroes. And so this is a brother who's gone on. He's a uh, he's he's passed. He was a uh, he had a uh, a very interesting yet short life. Like he he was notably probably the most emulate one of the most emulated musicians ever. And his mainstream career only lasted about four years. And so when it goes to people who perform and play his instrument, uh, there's before him. And there's after him, like what he introduced to the game was crazy. And so uh, as a young man, uh, he saw a a lot of uh, he learned how to deal with stuff and not necessarily the most healthy way. And I think that's what led to his life being cut so short Uh, as he was born. When he was about 12, he had lost his mother to uh, cirrhosis uh, of the liver. Wow. And and rather than take him to his mother's funeral, his father took him to the bar and gave him a shot of whiskey to teach him that this is how men deal with loss. Like, that's kind of what the blueprint was set for how he would deal with situations in his life. Uh, when he was a little kid, he was working with his dad doing a side job, and he found an old ukulele at a, at a you know, taking away people's trash that they were getting it dumped out. It was an old ukulele that had one string on it, and the lady just said, you can go ahead and take it, you can have that. And from that, he learned how to play by ear and emulate music that he had seen on on TV and on the radio. Uh, Mainly, he he would cover Elvis Presley songs that he would do note perfect with this one string on a ukulele. Uh, He didn't get his first uh, acoustic guitar until he was 15, but would be noted one of the most emulated guitarists by guys, everybody from Eric Clapton to Stevie Ray Vaughan to Prince. You know, he was... He was in the military for a minute. He studied as a paratrooper. He was honorably discharged. And then he just went all heavy on music. He played in the background bands for the Isley Brothers, for Lil Richard, and uh, even with the uh, Squires. And he went to moved to uh, Europe where he really took off. And off of just spending his first year in Europe, he had three top ten hits, which then set the stage for him to return back to America and headline Woodstock in 1969. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Gifted brother. I mean, a talent like no other. He didn't believe in, in playing as a guitar as being so being note perfect. He just put all his passion and energy into every performance. Uh, ultimately, that led to uh, his demise. He was known for drinking heavy, and everybody used to be surprised as how can somebody with so much love be so violent? Mm-hmm. Like he used to deal with any of his pain or problems with different uh, substance abuse. He was ultimately found uh, unresponsive after a, a night of drinking and mixing different uh, barbiturates 
He passed at a very young age, far too soon. Like I said, he is known the world over as one of the greatest musicians and, and respected from everybody, from Miles Davis to, to definitely emulated by guys like Lenny Kravitz. Only a four-year career, but everybody knows this man's name. <laughs> Rest in peace and show some love to Mr. Jimi Hendrix. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Yeah, that dude had a fast career, legendary career. Kind of reminds me um, of Tupac in a sense. Not necessarily with the dangerous piece, but yeah. just the fact that he was so young. He was so legendary. He was years. so ahead of his time, right? Yeah. Because if you really think about Tupac... Tupac's career was real short as well. He was like five. Because you have that piece where he went to jail for a year and a half, right? Yeah. You know, prison, excuse me. And then as soon as he got out, it was like, damn, he was dead. Now the music was able to be um, continue on and create the legacy that we have now, as well as all of the other antics and things of that nature and revolutionary pole, uh, posture that he had. But at the same particular time, if you really, really think about it, him and Biggie Small, and I just want, I just use Tupac because I think Tupac's could kind of you know is a similar kind of Jimi Hendrix kind of uh, you know guy. I think a lot of what Biggie becomes legendary is because of New York and New York is just like forcing everybody like no he was legendary. Tupac always my first, but those two guys if you really think about it their careers were man here gone with a snap of the finger. Yeah, Dano style. Jimmy, in his short period of time, he was at one point the highest paid performer on the planet. That's what led to the Woodstock gig. I mean, between uh, Hey Joe, Purple Haze, you know, just kiss me for the sky. <laughs> long, uh, long the Watchtower. Jimmy, I mean, like I said, for you talk about Jimmy, four years, four street, four years of being a mainstream artist and. He's known everybody. Pac was five. They said in his five years, Pac recorded over seven seven hundred songs. Like, like he was a workhorse. Yeah. How long did Jimmy record? Uh, he did a lot of projects. Jim Jimmy did a lot. Uh, you know, he, he in his life, I believe, he had close to like maybe a half dozen projects that he put out in that short period of time. Then a bunch of stuff came out after, a bunch of unreleased stuff and all that. But Jimmy worked all the time. Uh, just really, really emotional. Put everything into everything. Like that's why his highs were highs and his lows were lows. You know, so you know, like I said, I think that was very telling about like his dad. Like at twelve, when he loses his mom, his mom was only like thirty three, and instead of letting him mourn and go through that feelings, he said, "Take this shot of whiskey, and this is how you deal with your stuff as a man." That it, <laughs> that when he got older, and every time something was going wrong or something was going on, you know, that was his go to, and then he was known to be, you know violent and 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 all that and kind of going along with Pac like these two dudes were just uh, set set the bar yeah very much so you know and like when they go to electric guitar they say there's there's before Jimmy music and then there's after Jimmy and everybody tried to be like Jimmy and I think that that's stuff that's important though you know we we highlight because there's a lot of our young people don't know who Jimmy is not at all you know, if you started playing some of one of his songs, you know, they would be like, oh, I've kind of heard that before. Uh, but, yeah, Jimmy was Jimmy was Pac before Pac. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah. Lots going on out here, man. When man, we talk about these minute, these uh, these celebrities who spend a minute, man, the highs are high and the lows, the lows are low, lows, man. It's just it's going to be like our 76 episode is going to be dedicated to the black celebrity, the black celebrity that's being targeted um, when you want to talk about, and you know I hate this this phrase because it doesn't exist, but I'm going to do it because it's funny. 
black on black crime. You can yeah. definitely see it with Gail King, Oprah Winfrey, um, doing their um, epic interviews now. As um, folks have kind of looked at, if you haven't seen um, the Robert Kelly interview with Gail King, it's almost, I mean, some of the funniest uh, uh, things you could ever imagine from an interviewer and from an, a person being interviewed that came out of that in the end result of it. It's not funny, but at the end of the result is you see a person coming unglued. And of yes. course I haven't seen the Oprah thing. Um, I'm a chime in on both of those kind of things. I, I, uh, as far as my idea, not necessarily of what they're uh, discussing and who they're interviewing, but how we've kind of allowed certain white folks to kind of slip under the rug, you know, and continue to lynch, um, you know, our African um, American uh, superstars, right? Our, yeah. our, our, our Hollywood from sports or anybody that's been an iconic figure or anybody that has had a pulse in a black community. It's almost seen like it's hunting season. And what's scary about that, these are folks that were at one particular time very much clearly in line with white supremacy. So clearly in line with white supremacy that they really had had white acceptance into the fact of having white acceptance. That's almost a, a, a card that you have to where you don't have to ever display your black card again, like your home, your mainstream. Even if you fall off, we still accept you. But for whatever reason, <laughs> for whatever reason, it has been a all out assault. And, um, you know, even talk about the uh, what's the, what's the kid on uh, uh, what's that show? You know, Empire. Oh, Empire. Uh, Smollett. J J Jesse Smollett. Yeah. He has now got charged with 16 felonies for his whole hoax. Yeah. And it's still clearly um, for the public view alleged, you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. we don't know, right? But there's enough evidence pointing that, yeah, it is a hoax. But for us to still hear the alleged, 16 felonies, bro. 16 felonies yeah and um <laughs> you got the guy uh from the olympics the swimmer who and what was it i want to say 2017 he lied about it it was in about, brazil about getting robbed about getting robbed and stuff like that yeah. fabricated the story and he didn't have to deal with anything some backlash but he was able to live a normal life and then you have the white woman by the name of rachel who portrayed herself um, so black to where she was the president of the NAACP and one chapter as well as benefited off her black card got a, a book deal right? got a book and a deal Netflix, uh, a special, special too, yeah. and so you got that all happening no charges on both these white folks or even the what, swimmer that's what I'm talking about they got the swimmer no the college swimmer who raped that girl on campus oh. He yeah, you remember what? that? The uh, oh, from Stanford. Uh, yeah, one of them. Uh, I think he's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He what? Brock, the Brock. Yeah, yeah, Brock, yeah, Brock, okay. Brock, Brock. And he got like what? Slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. Yeah. He like went into um, jail for a few months, like a month or so. The affluent kid and, who robbed because he said he lived and, too privileged that he didn't know right from wrong. Or even a one um, kid that you talking about, fluent, you know, affluent kid. Affluenza, they yeah, give him whatever it is. Yeah, affluenza. Yeah. He uh, took his parents' car, underage kid. He was drunk. And killed like a family. Yeah, said he was he is he's lived such a privileged life that he had no true concept of right and wrong. So the reality, this is some this is court documented cases that have actually given those folks who should have been prosecuted yeah. the leverage with their white privilege to actually get out of these crimes. So 
when we talk and discuss these things, and I really want to be very clear because I put up a post about um, Oprah interviewing uh, Michael Jackson and kind of was like, well, why aren't we paying attention to Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. And Negroes, of course, they do what they do. They usually try to um, create this idea that I'm saying that those kids that Michael Jackson allegedly molested um, don't mean nothing. And I'm more focused on chasing down white people. I'm just more focused on if we're going to call it all, um, you know, right. Let's go ahead and call it all right and call it right as where is Harvey Weinstein's interview? Yeah. You know, where's his uh, special? That's not me defending an R. Kelly. I could give two damn shits about R. Kelly in so many different ways. Why? Because these niggas do it to themselves. Yeah. One particular thing I saw that was so uh, eye opening to me was not the lack of insight and intelligence that R. Kelly um, didn't have, but it was the lack there of understanding financially how much he was really worth. Yeah. When he broke down that bank piece, I don't know if it was a, a play to get a public sympathy, but it made him look more dumb than anything. He literally sat there and said he had never went to his bank, maybe about once or twice in his life. The certain bank that he had, Bank of America account, yeah. and went in there figuring because they were asking about his financials. They say, you know, he could because as folks know, he couldn't make bail. And then he also as well had this child support um, shit pending. Sixty thousand in the rear. Yeah. So she had he had that shit pending with his um, ex-wife. That is one of the women that have just basically derailed him. So anyway, he's talking to Gail and talking about the reason why I don't have money. I don't have my publishing. I opened up like, huh? You've been in a game this long and you don't have your publishing? You ain't got all of that that paperwork right? Yeah. I mean, you're legendary in the game. And the one thing about it, not only legendary in the game, you've portrayed this lifestyle in a video. And that's why I tell kids, listen to Uncle Barry. Don't believe the hype. Don't be fooled by what you see. It's a glamorous life on TV, but shit, the life could be in shambles in real life. Then after listening to that, like, don't got the publishing, don't got that. Like, damn, R. Kelly, come on, bro. You can't be this deep in the game. You're not 19. You're not 20. This is not 12 play. You know what I'm saying? This is like we're deep into like legendary status where you should have all of your shit together, right? Then it was like people took money from you. Well, how the hell did they take money from you? You just gave a bunch of ATM cards to people and had a bunch of people on your damn bank account where they were just going in, taking money and things of that nature. He had only allegedly 350K. And I pretty much know that the Negroes, because I don't think Negroes are that dumb. There's money somewhere tapped in, hidden somewhere overseas or whatever, maybe even under the mattress. But the reality that even in his account, because this guy should have multiple accounts, even with uh, him saying 350 and that. He's done so much and has made so much money. Yeah. And when we're talking about R. Kelly, as you said before, R. Kelly, if y'all really want to mute him, you would have to mute a whole bunch of records. And we're not just talking about black people. Hundreds. We're talking about white people as well. And we're talking now. about a, a Mexican. We, we're talking about every genre of artist R. Kelly has worked with to some type of level, yeah. right? Yeah. So as he kept keeps on breaking down this sob story about his money, I was just so sick when I, when I'm hearing this conversation about how this Negro lacked that uh, financial, you know, that financial education. Well, he can't read it, but it's still it. But it's basic math, I think. Is it that? Wait, wait, hold on a second. Is it that bad financially if as you if you can't read yeah. to the level of survival? Because I guess. 
I'm hoping that that's, he can read to a level of survival. He can't read. So what, what I mean... Well, you're saying you can't read. I mean, uh, well, I'm not talking about he can't read War and Peace. I'm talking about when Floyd Mayweather tried to read on the radio thing that day, yeah. Floyd is lapping him. Like he, he he's very he's been very clear about it. He he cannot read. And so when Say you no more. so when you got contracts in Say front less. of you, <laughs> publishing less. paperwork, he, he's illiterate. And, but now, Say, I, well then that's your lawyer though, bro. But but well here's the thing though. So the lawyer can put everything in front of you, and he's going to tell you to sign this. Well, what the lawyer is going to say is go over your paperwork. So A, read it. B, if you can't read it, have it read to you by somebody you trust. So those things, A, how how much can the person you trust have your best interest at heart when they never help prompt you to learn how to read at 50? So whoever the person you trust the most is probably somebody on the payroll. So they're not going to have you doing something that's going to have you cutting their water off because if the paperwork is in your best interest, it probably doesn't include them. So that that's how he's made it. That's why they talk about his his his, his genius by way of his ability is because he could do stuff by ear and he could harmonize and come up with songs and just get in front of a mic and record them without ever actually having to write them down. And then he can go over and harmonize them and he can do all the stuff he can do musically, just never with the pen and paper. So you can end up broke, but he's not broke, broke because he went to jail for the not paying the child support. He's out now. So his child support's taken care of. So the same way he was able to come up with with that hundred grand to, 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 to get home the first time, he came up with one hundred and sixty to come home. Now, these aren't friends who were just floating. Them. These are people who was like, hey, I need you to go over here. And uh, pop that briefcase in the backyard, and go ahead and and and, uh, and, and bring me home, because I think there's a lot of people eating off of him that need him to still be in the game. But here's the thing, man, and you're in it, and, I, and I believe everything you're saying is totally right. I just don't understand how R. Kelly honestly believed, <laughs> honestly believe. That staying in the public eye to the degree of living however he felt he lived. Yeah. Um, kind of promoting this um, pimpish lifestyle, right? Yeah. When you know that the supremacists gave you a pass for a certain reason to continue to make hits, to continue to bring up that good, continue to write hits for other people. Yeah. And that you would honestly believe that... Um, the only reason why you're walking is for some other reason besides continue to, to uh, shape the machine and continue to feed the machine. Why you would put yourself in this kind of danger? Why when you saw that um, documentary, would you not just go into hiding, go into underground? Why would you make a stupid song? Well, maybe or the song that he made where he was basically admitting to everything and so many words, but kind of saying, well, you know, I have a past, you have a past, and maybe if I did, maybe if I didn't, but I'm not perfect. This is kind of in that, that, that same contrast, knowing damn well they're waiting for you. Like, you know, like knowing damn well, well I, somebody is really waiting to put you down to create a greater career for themselves. I don't think so. I, well, I, I get what you're saying. I, th- I liken that to the people who drive home after the club or the bar okay. like they have some drinks and they drive home okay. and they get home fine 
And they do that regularly. Like if you ask them, how many times have you driven under the influence? Like, Man, I can't tell you. Like dozens, hundred times. Because they've never gotten a DUI and they've never been in an accident. Well, if you've been driving drunk for the last 10, 15, 20 years <laughs> and you've never gotten an accident and you've never gotten a DUI. Why would I not? You, in your mind, you've created a I've heard all these rationalizations for people, how they drive. Man, you, you just got to do this. Or if you just focus when you do, like they'll give you a full rational reason why that they that, that you can successfully drive intoxicated because nothing has happened to them. Yeah. So if you continue to, to keep doing something, regardless if it's dangerous or reckless or or illegal mm -hmm. or whatever, um, he got 30 years of, of dodging Matrix bullets. Like, Imagine. like, I mean, you got three decades of beating the system. Three. So I mean, at this stage, that that uh, that that very that video they had was very telling of him. <laughs> that happened right after this stuff came out, and he was in a social circle with his buddies, and he was saying, "If you was gonna get me, you should have got me thirty years ago." He said, "I got I done put too much music out. I got too much stuff going on. If you was gonna get me, you should have got me thirty years ago." That video was very telling of where his mentality is and about how he feels about himself and what he thinks he can get away. That was the dumbest move. That you could have ever made. And Greg, because the first move. Well, shout out to the homie who recorded it with his phone and then put that mess out there. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was beautiful. <laughs> let you know, them, let you know them, them folks that, that really roll with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was the dumbest move that you could possibly do in a moment like this. Having him, having his little girlfriends, even the simple fact of showing the two living girlfriends. Yeah. We in a society, well, I should say, black people have not accepted that to be any kind of norm. Now, are a lot of brothers pushing polygamy, a lot of brothers pushing this. Shout out you know, to D-Ray Davis. Yeah, hey, brothers, you know what? I love the life to <laughs> Shout live, Shout out, too. Yeah, you know I mean, I love the life <laughs> to live. Trust me. I mean, you know, and I think in a few years, that life was kind of going to be a little bit more open into. It's already. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's it's, it's yeah. headed, right? Yeah. But it's still not yet socially accepted, right? Yeah, yeah. It, Because before, I remember there was such a time to where. You wouldn't take what I put on social media to be a law or be what Barry is, and yeah. what Barry says. But now, years later, yes, that's what you will do. I'll put something on social media and that is what Barry said because he said it, even though that's not who I really am. Right. Yeah. So we're now taking our, our, our character traits and the characteristics and the ideas of who people are from what the displays on social media yeah. not even knowing the person in real lifetime so there could be a moment where these things are accepted but right now they're not <laughs> so yeah. when you're watching this guy who's talking about I'm fighting for my life and he's having this nervous breakdown because he's saying oh shit I'm getting to get tried for some shit that I got away with when I had more money when I had um, more support, when I didn't have social media, when I didn't have hashtag movements, um, sort of like Me Too, yeah. when no one nearly gave a damn of black women, um, black girls, and they still don't, I could have got away with murder. Now, in all ideas, guess what? Clearly, you're right. You shouldn't be going back to trial for the same thing that, of course, in a justice system that we call, um, you know, in America you got away with or should i say they didn't convict you but guess what it's a new day it's a new era yeah well, there's a lot of movements and folks want blood and the blood of r kelly is what they're gonna get yeah so so for some people who are who are on on the thing of what they're getting before now the case that he beat those years ago he beat a child pornography case 
And so what they were getting him for before was uh, child pornography with it, 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 with the sex with the with the girl. And so he beat that case because the girl in the video that they had, you know, uh, not in custody, but they had on the stand. She clearly and definitively said, whoever that girl is in the video, it's not me. <laughs> and so the question was never if it was R. Kelly. The question was, was that her? She said, it's not me. Asked her family. They said it ain't her. And without having a clear identification of the person in the video, you can't convict him and say that that girl was for sure a minor because you don't even know who the girl in the video is legally. So that's why he was able to just to, to skate out and, and pie piperish out the front steps. George Jefferson walk out the front of the court and go about his life. Uh, now, that's not the case. There's multiple tapes now coming out. And this is just my own personal thing. Uh, when you are, got, are they, Let me just real quick. Are there multiple tapes coming out, or did they already have the tapes and now well, they're pushing them back out? Well, these, I like both. So, <laughs> but, but my thing is for the labeling, because I hate when I see this in headlines and news. Uh, a 50-year-old man and a 14-year-old girl is not a sex tape. Pedophilia. It's recorded rape. That's all it is. It's recorded rape. When you, you got a video of a 50-year-old man with a 14-year-old girl, that is not an R. Kelly sex tape. Okay, that's not that's not a sex tape with anybody. That's a 50 year old man with a 14 year old girl. You know, so I think we need Facts. to put, put that stuff where it properly is. Facts. You, you, that's recorded rape. So I don't want to hear none of that sex tape talk when you're talking about this sort of stuff. But for him, they're pulling it. It's, all these people who've been around him, what they're doing now, they're pulling a Takashi. Because if you've been in his circle, for the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years. If he goes down, you go down. Hmm. So you've got people in his in his circle who've got pictures, hmm. who've got videos, who realize that the jig is up. Hmm. And if they get him, you got a dude who does not stay on top of his finances. You got a dude who can't read, hmm. a guy who makes continuously bad decisions. That means somebody's doing this stuff for him. Hmm. Somebody's booking these flights for him. Mm. Somebody's setting up these rooms for him. Somebody's having these girls arranged and picked up for him because he clearly can't do it. Which means if you're his manager, if you're his road manager, if you're his personal assistant, if you work in the house, if you head a security, if all these things, his attorney, like all these people who, who are in his like right next to him move one degree of separation, all y'all on the hot seat, too. So I think you're going to have a whole lot of people who start rolling over because they're saying, look, I'll give you this if you let me off. Yeah. I'll give you names. Well, I mean, that's I mean, is that what usually happens. Yeah, but I'm saying these dudes going to be looking like, you know, head of security or groundskeeper going to be looking like Nino Brown at, 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 on the courtroom. <laughs> oh, let me point out the educated brother from the bank. Like, yes, it's going to be, there's a whole lot of folks who are snitching now because that's where all the, this stuff is coming from. Yeah. I, mean, I, I I think that when you look at it, it's simply every man for themselves. Yes. Right. Um, it is what it is. It is rape. People. I don't feel sorry for R. Kelly. Though I looked at this man talking about his children, you should have thought about those people's children when he was having sex with a 14 year old girl. Yeah. And I understand very clearly you want to repent. And you want this to go away. But whatever sick mentality that you had and may you not have it right now created this monster, this predator, that now the jig is up. And you will now have to pay for your consequences. I'm not saying that it's right. 
But what I'm saying is when you do wrong, it will soon come to light. And you have to understand, though you escape the system that usually doesn't pay well for black folks, this is a new era. What you should have done is play smart, not been egotistical, and do what you needed to do to keep your ass from getting back to being in this thing called double jeopardy. Because though they'll try to create and make some new uh, aunts and, and, and um, freaking uh, trials and judgments and new cases to this old case, it's the old case that he's getting judged by, and we know that. So frankly, the moves that you're making to get uh, public sympathy from individuals like myself, my brother Jermaine who sat here, who refused to watch these videos when they first came out, when some of our perverted friends were having a gay old time with it, and we cut and muted R. Kelly that day. Now we understood that those things about Aaliyah were true. <laughs> no more two-step for us. No more step in the name of love for us. So it's, it, it frustrates me and it angers me that we have to be in this moment when an old thing comes out to become its new and we're pretending like we didn't know. And I think that most of us really realize that the joke was always on us and we did know and we allowed and we were complicit. And anybody now that's coming out pretending that they were afraid at the time or pretending they had no idea, especially in that music industry, who are around R. Kelly are just as complicit, just as uh, guilty in this moment. OK, so now taking that same energy, there's an, the other dude that they're going for right now simultaneously. May he rest in peace with Michael Jackson. So the the documentary of uh, the Neverland documentary where there are the two dudes who were who alleged back then while Michael was still alive that he had molested it. White guys, right? Yeah. And so uh, they they got to the point. They're the reason why he got off. If you remember back when Michael was alive, kind of close to the same time period uh, when he was going to court in that all white suit, uh, the Nation of Islam. When he was, when he was talking to Farrakhan <coughs> back then, he was walking with him. Uh, That's probably what screwed him up, but go ahead. Well, so at that time, Michael beat his cases primarily because of the words of these two same dudes who stood up on the stand and unequivocally said, Michael never touched me, that he never molested me. He, he never did anything sexual. He never did nothing. <laughs> the same dudes, the same dudes right now who, who this documentary sat there and said, undeniably, unrefutably, Michael Jackson never touched me. These are the same dudes now who were saying that they were molested by him. Most definitely, Michael Jackson touched and molested so, me for years. So, That's what they're saying now. So either you perjured yourself then, or you're lying now. Or but, you got such a big payday then, you're broke now. Well, they, they are broke payday. now because that that they they because wasn't wasn't one of the young dudes like a, a like a popular dancer. Well, yeah, and he was Michael was teaching him how to dance so he could be the guy. That uh, you remember those old videos? They used to have that dancing with Darren. Used to do all the in sync yeah, Backstreet yeah. Boys moves. He, Michael was trying to make that dude that guy, yeah. and the, he was the, that guy for the, a little the bit. guy who would be Wayne uh, something, Rob Robeson or something. something. Like that. So back then, when boy bands were big yeah. and all the white dudes were trying to be in sync at ninety eight degrees, no. like I guess they they thought that that was going to continue on forever. <laughs> But ain't nobody, ain't no boy bands doing it no more. So, so, so the checks is light. Oh, the checks is light. Shit. 
But on this, on this, and now every white boy is dancing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Before but, it was like you were an anomaly. You're like a a rare species. Now it's like everybody, everybody, and it's all this unstructured stuff. Like it's, it's not all this in unison. But the important part, the, the part I'm getting to is that uh, so the the going back, the the retroactively going after folks for what you did. There's conversation of exhuming Michael Jackson's body for the DNA wow. for some of these accusations. Wouldn't they, they have done all that when he was alive? I don't know. I, I think maybe at the time they, because you're also talking about what technology was then to what it is now. So uh, I, th- that's the conversation that that has come up uh, about. Because there's other people, you know, because they're they're going for him now. They, they because these dudes are trying to get money, and people are like, well, you can't get money from a dead guy. Yeah, yeah Michael ja- Michael Jackson's estate made two billion dollars since he died. That dude's still making money. Yeah, since 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 his <laughs> death, they made they made two billion for, uh, on his estate. There's ch- them checks is rolling. That checks is yeah for real. You can I get some uh, 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 after the uh, after the fact civil suit that you gonna try I to get cash in. I think Michael Jackson touched me. Damn. So I'm now, so 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 let's look at that. So. What's what's our energy there? Because there are some people who are just like, even if he did, like there's some people who don't have that same energy on this Michael stuff. Like I think R. Kelly is different because they're girls. Well, the thing about it's different. Not only is it girls, is because there was a video. There's no video of R. I mean Michael Jackson. But the reality is that we always thought Michael Jackson was. Weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 you know, like I, I mean, who? Sleeps with Brooke Shields and doesn't have sex with Brooke Shields. I mean, let's be honest. And there Brooke was, Shields in the eighties was Brooke Shields in the eighties. <laughs> Brooke Shields in the eighties. Jesus man. Christ! I was. I mean, every time you look at her, what is that? Blue Lagoon. I had a little young boner on when I saw Brooke Shields. I never saw that. Oh my God! I never saw. Oh, it. I just remember her from TV. She Jesus, always had the darker Brooke eyebrows. Shields. Oh, I love, 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 love Brooke Shields. And when Michael Jackson, legendary king of pop, he is. When you saw him with that young lady, it was like my dreams came true because it was like I was living through Mike. Okay, so so the, the thing about R. Kelly, they said that he was abused when he was a child, which led and planted the seeds for some of the abuse. And Michael that, Jackson that he was, was abused as well. Well, 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 I'm getting that. So so th- it goes into that. But with Michael, the difference is that there's these reports that uh, there was a, some form of a chemical castration for Michael is what helped keep his voice from changing that Joe was on. That to keep him in that same octave and to keep him singing in that same, uh, there's some talk about there's some, some, same tone. Yeah, there's really? some, there's some reports going on about Michael had had some biology stuff going on. I'm sure, which is what kept the testosterone from really kicking in. Mm. Uh, do do I, we, do we care? And, and I, I and I mean and and, 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 and I say yeah. that not and I don't mean to say that lightly because I want to be clear. That I'm, I'm not disregarding the molestation of boys. Yeah, we're not because well, because I mean, because I because I do believe that that doesn't get a fraction of the attention that it needs. That there's a lot of young boys out there who are getting getting messed with. And I'm telling you and, right now, if it was uh, two black boys, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Yeah. But go ahead. So when it comes to that energy of like the 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 mute R. Kelly, and even back then when when the stuff was coming out, I mean, there's always been jokes and underlying the Dave Chappelle, yes. the piss on you stuff, and 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 we got that energy. I just Michael Jackson sales are up, even with stations that are saying they don't want to play his music. I just think that the is there a, it's a we, slippery slope with okay, Michael Jackson. Okay, but I'm saying, but do we get to a point as a society where once you reach a certain level, we just don't we we didn't care that James Brown was beating women, we didn't care that Rick James had a woman drugged in in the basement. 
We didn't care that I, 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 as a society. I'm not taking individuals, but, no. but as, as a whole, because you know we didn't care about Rick. Okay, Rick yeah. James died a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James yeah. Brown died a hero. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> Rick James died I a think, hero, and he literally had I a woman that's a different. In the you know, you're right, and I, I mean they, they did horrible acts. I mean, this dude, <laughs> James Brown, was a a a known a known woman, a beater. known woman beater, and I think in that era and that culture, that's what it was. But I believe. Though Rick James and uh, James Brown, as iconic as those figures were, they still didn't resonate in mainstream white uh, 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 media and white music the way Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was global and those... Though they were worldwide, they weren't global. They were known in some global yeah. parts, but they weren't global. I would say, okay, James Brown more so than Rick James. Because James Brown, you don't get Michael Jackson without James Brown. And, and, yes, sir. And, yeah, and, yeah, most definitely. And James Brown was, was was globally known, but Michael Jackson definitely took the baton around. Okay, and, but, but, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Michael Jackson was a big, Michael Jackson is, is up, a, there he's with, he's he's up there with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, he's one a of the most exactly. recognizable, like even more so than the Beatles. You more know, people he, know who Michael Jackson is. But in the same the level of what the Beatles are, yeah. you don't talk about James Brown and the Beatles. No. It's iconic in a sense of James Brown is iconic, but he will never be as iconic as the world sees him compared oh, no, to what I get that. So my thing is, is do you is there a certain level you can reach where we just start overlooking? I just think that in reality, again, there's no substantial evidence. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying for the, for the people. So, 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 so we got Michael, who's yeah. who's a legend. Yeah. Uh, for for the people that we know have done stuff. No. Do is there a certain? Can, I, no, no. I think this is what I'm saying because of the video, right? Yeah. If there's something attached, it's easier for us to say, well, he did it, right? Let's say, for instance, uh, you know. Let's go to R. Kelly again. We see okay. the video. We're like, nigga, you did something. You, we yeah. see the video. With Michael Jackson, it's like, mm. With some other stars that have been accused for certain things, it's like, well, you know. Well, it was so hard for people to to, 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 to buy into Bill Cosby. They're like, eh, Bill, yeah, you think you know, all these women are probably lying? You know, he's trying to buy NBC. Everyone made an excuse. And I think that it depends on what is attached to what is the accusation. And I feel it's easier for us to then say my blind eye compared okay. to us being able to say, well, here's some attachment that says something. OK. OJ's a hero right now. You think so? Yeah, I know so. And so. To whose world? Everywhere. And so there, let me oh, tell you. Let me, no, let me tell you. No. no and I'm, <coughs> and I say it all the time. This guy's crazy. So the other show, do we do the, I do the uh, every week there's an in OJ. Yeah, I know. I see that. But, but I'm saying but <laughs> it, it, every week there's a there's a new OJ Simpson story in the news. Every week. Every week. With, and never missed a beat. Done the show six years plus, never missed a week. Everywhere OJ Simpson. You must search for that goddamn OJ. You don't bro. have to search hard. Google OJ Simpson news. You'll see something within Jesus seven days. OJ Simpson is the godfather of reality TV. He's the reason why you, you get the ratchet housewives who love Ray J and Flavor Flav who play basketball. Like that, all those reality shows are all based around OJ Simpson and that, that 24 hour news cycle. And so everywhere this man goes, he was just in Colorado. He's signing autographs, taking pictures. He's in Florida. He's a celebrity. He lives in Vegas. He's, he's one of the hottest commodities anywhere he goes socially. O.J. Simpson is a hero in the United States personally. Now, you have to say what you want to say about him publicly, 
Like, cause there's nobody in any particular circles that are going to sit there and say, you know, oh, I support the juice because it's not good for your brand, whatever you do business wise. But OJ's a hero amongst the people everywhere he goes. We don't really care like that as a society. You know, uh, I don't I don't I don't I don't agree. But maybe you're seeing something that well, I I'm see. saying everywhere this man ends up, he has met he, with he's not met with with fervor and negativity and, and all that. He has met with smiles, pictures, and fans everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes. And so I'm saying, is there a point? Do we care more about celebrity than we care about about, about the individual, about the pain, about the crime? Because I would say, time is there is there what is too far? Listen, bro, we don't give a shit about the people. I'm saying, what what is too far? Because you got R. Kelly, and as much as they're saying mute R. Kelly and go after this, right after this documentary came out, and people were saying mute R. Kelly, oh, he had a sold out concert yeah. with women wrapped around the building screaming, "You can kidnap me!" Exactly, and that again, another bad move from R. Kelly, another bad move, another foolish kind of. I'm just gonna live my life and pretend like this shit's okay, not happening. So, uh, so I'm saying, is it does is celebrity just over everything? Yeah, it is. I mean, everybody wants to be a celebrity. And to be honest with you, in this new age and new world of social media, you are your own celebrity. It's just how are you going to brand yourself to make you more of a local celebrity to a, a, a worldwide or global celebrity? I mean, okay. it's, it's, it's your one click away. You're one, um, what's your, your, your one viral moment away. Okay. Because that's the thing about it. It's no longer chained by... Um, folks in a boardroom to sit there and say, today we're going to make you a success. Today we're going to make you a superstar, regardless if you have talent or not. Now you are more or less in your own hands to be able to create your own idea of what you feel is going to be your brand, how you're going to influence. I mean, you hear social media people being called influencers, right? That's the thing. So in retrospect, I don't think people gave a shit about the people they care more or less about the story, about the celebrity and what that celebrity has to do. Because so often we never hear about the victim. We don't hear about the victim. We don't, see about, we don't talk about the victim. We don't talk about, uh, 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 you know, I'm saying uh, Nicole's family no more. We don't talk about, uh, 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 you know, all the many victims that uh, Bill Cosby had, had raped. We don't talk about uh, uh, the many women, except for right now, because there's a current event yeah. that R. Kelly uh, did the situation with. Matter of fact, the most telling thing is out of the documentary, what happened to the girl that was on the video? She wasn't even on the documentary to sit there and say, well, hey, I try to, you know, do what I need to do when I was young. And y'all was basically telling me there's no way I could be that person or whatever, because I was older. You don't see these things. I think society has gone so crazy that we align ourselves so much with celebrity as if we are celebrity and forget that folks are human beings and these celebrities, they bleed just like us. They have the same fears like us. Um, they have a bit different tax bracket, of course, yeah. but they make mistakes just like us. So Kanye gets back with Jay-Z. They drop Watch the Throne 2 is platinum. Do we are we past slavery was a choice? Oh, most definitely. We've already been past slavery was a choice. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he said it. Like he, he drops the MAGA hat. We we drop uh, Watch the we Throne 2. We love Kanye. What? It'll, be a, it'll be a Kanye fest again. We don't. And that's the problem with R. Kelly. That's what and, guess what, and guess what? And guess what? Because I hopefully I, I see where you're going. Yeah. Because then it will be guess what? Kanye West was hanging out with the Klan three years later after he came back with the Watch the Throne two yeah. and <clears throat> did his thing with Jay Z. Then he was going to turn around and relapse and be with the Klan, and we're going to be like, oh, Kanye, and maybe then we'll get rid of him. So if 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 Kells right now 
says, you know what? I got all this energy. They coming for me. I'm going to get in the studio. And I dropped the chocolate factory, too. There's no way he can work this time. And it's no way it's going to work this time. And, and, and it's 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 because that chocolate factory was like a two part album. And he drops the second half. It's the, the it's not the, uh, you know, the sex stuff. It's the redemption yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's the Lord, please yeah. forgive me. Yeah. It's the he had, it's listen, the, I need strength. And he listen, dropped a lightweight gospel had, album. Yes. Listen. He and you, you know what I'm saying? It's a lightweight gospel. He gets with Kirk Franklin, like he just. The moment that R. Kelly resurrected his career was because folks still had something for R. Kelly. Yeah. That documentary, if there had never been a documentary that was so more damaging in a person's career, please name that person. But that documentary sunk him. That documentary killed him. If documentaries come out like that of other. Supposed black superstars, you know, in their prime or in their decline, you can forget them having a career ever again. Okay, so stay right there. So that documentary comes out. He does the Gail King interview. Gail got all kind of job offers coming to her way now. That's Oprah's homegirl. If you're not for, for some folks, if you don't know who Gail King is before her most her claim to fame for. 10, 15 years was being Oprah's best friend. Before Oprah ever put in front of a camera, she used to always say, my friend Gail. And so that that's Gail's that's look. Up. That's Gail's look. Oh, yeah, that's a cosign. Like, Muh. If, it, if you're not sure, Oprah did the cosign for Dr. Oz. Oprah did the cosign for Dr. Phil. You know who these people are because of Oprah Winfrey. Oprah get t- touches you with it, you, you, you on your way. So Gail gets the R. Kelly interview. She's out of here now. She's talking about re- redoing new shows and all kind of opportunities. Oprah uh, does the Michael Jackson interview about, about uh, the documentary. Oprah's got a whole bunch of opportunities coming her way. And Oprah's got opportunities. So, is there... Because I love my people. I love and, my people. But sometimes they don't love me. And we're at a position now that as much as we say it's the system and the machine, the face that that that's got that's holding the shovel is one of us. Oh, because because sure. people aren't going to remember. They're going to remember that the, the the surviving R. Kelly, the black women who accused him, Gail King for putting him under. Now, oh, granted, yeah. he was doing what he was doing, and, and 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 I say this too: if he's guilty of everything he did, if he's guilty of one thing they said he did, throw him under the jail. The Michael Jackson stuff, the known liars. Or responsible for this documentary. It's not even a question if they were. They either lied then or they're lying now. Mm. That that's just that's fact. That, that that's not alleged or opinion. You either lied back then or you're lying right now. Oprah taking that case when her main man is faced with the same stuff. Mm. Like what? How does that sit? Because mm. Oprah, if she was like, I'm gonna go out. Oprah's the one that interviewed Michael once upon a time, mm. walking around Neverland when he was talking about all you know how they came after him and all that investigation stuff. Oprah was the one that was with him then, <laughs> and she's the one that's now got the shovel in her hand coming for him now. But her boy is Harvey. Listen, her boy is Harvey. They they took this picture up. Her guy like, friend is Harvey. Her real dude is Harvey Weinstein. Go ahead. Where that interview at? Listen, bro. Listen. It's not about us saying, again, we don't sympathize with any victims. Or not sympathize with victims. Yeah. We do. If it was what it was, then it is. 
Have there been rumors about Michael Jackson? Yes, there was. But everyone continued to keep going and continue to keep playing. He's bad. She's bad. Beat it. PYT. Whatever it was. Thriller, thriller, thriller. Off the wall. And you continue to let black or white go. But now. Remember the time? He's dead. And these same young bulls that denied it are saying it happened. Whatever payday, we need to see the checks. And say, well, hey. I did accept some cash at that particular time. He closed doors, said this, I was worried, and we needed the cash, so we got the check. And that's great. We can understand that. But truth be told, let's be very clear, why is Oprah Winfrey doing that interview? Is it, well, she rather have the interview instead of letting uh, Barbara Walters do it? Or someone other white prominent figure do it. She rather be able to tone it so she can kind of be a, a better face for the black community to to kind of show what shoveling dirt on a brother's name is. Again, this is not about the victims. This is about us clearly asking the simple question of why do white people have that kind of privilege where Weinstein hasn't uh, had any conversations ever since he went to jail for a second, got bailed out and walked and ain't heard nothing else since. For his cases. And we're talking about sexual abuse. Sexual assault. We're talking about bullying. We're talking about so many different things. That he held Hollywood's darlings. In hostage. Of his uh, 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 wrath of glory. But. We see no. Weinstein documentary. Ed Buck. A, a, a known. Got two bodies on his property. A known. A Democrat supporter. Moneying the Obama campaign was a spearhead in helping Obama get through with the money financially. Two bodies of black gay men, and we're not even having a discussion about it. Just turn up, just they just they just, they just their hearts just stop. And he's just two twenty some odd year old dudes. Come on, just, man. Just, they just they just died. Let's talk about it. it. Just like died. so, it's it's to me it's almost this unfortunate thing that we live in in our society, especially for black people. That we tend to fall into this, this this situation where we're so okay with doing the big story regardless of who the big story is with, but not going after the real big fish. And the big fish usually are white people, usually are white men. And we're uh, uh, less bold, uh, uh, courageous when it's time to go after the big fish. And I want to know why. Why is Oprah okay with doing a story about a guy that she doesn't know with two people that could possibly be lying compared to a guy she does know, a guy that she has personal relationship with, a guy that's helped push her? And I understand the sense of loyalty. But how can you be loyal to a person that everyone has been painted out as being a fucking monster? I need that answer. I need those, those, those questions answered. So when it goes to us as a community, because we got the one end to where we look the other way for everything, if, okay. if you're big enough, you know, we, we just go do it. I always say all the time, you want to get you want to be all right after a scandal happens. Just do what folks loved you for in the first place. Kobe fighting a rape case. He's dropping 40, 45 yeah. every night and he's getting a standing ovation. You know, R. Kelly, original accusations going to court. Drop that chocolate factory. Get folks stepping in the name of love. Look the other way. Michael Jackson going through all that stuff. He dropped Remember the Time. Everybody out there sliding. Magic in the video. Yeah. <laughs> they look the other way. You know, like, so we've got the one half to where we just, man, he, he just, he made Thriller. And we looked the other way. 
Then we got the other half to where we're the ones that are headhunting our own. Man. We're the ones that are like, I see a, a great opportunity. Because anybody could have did that R. Kelly video. I don't think R. Kelly is partial to Gail King. Not at all. I don't think that it was, you know, this is the only person I'll speak to. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that there, there was some stuff that went on that she got that gig, got that gig. Oprah's not the only person who would have taken this Michael Jackson document. I'm surprised she is the one that took this Michael well, let's Jackson look at document. It, let's look at it. every every big case, big case interview with black men have been black women interviewing. Jesse, Jesse. was Aaron. <coughs> Aaron. Aaron. Um, I want uh, Roberts. Yeah, Aaron Roberts. Oprah, the Michael Jackson people. Yeah. And Gail. You know, R. Kelly. <laughs> I mean, look at the trends. And these three guys, all in hot water. We're talking about a guy that allegedly created this hoax, got a 16 felony count. Dude, some drug dealers that have pushed major weight don't get 16 felony counts. Yeah. Crazy. So we got all these folks out here. <laughs> these, these, I mean... It's just like, what are we doing, bro? Like, what are we doing? And I'm not going to, I don't want to go censor because I don't, because here's the thing. It's almost like we got to censor our voice because people are too sensitive. I don't want to go into this this situation to where I'm going to say this is, there's an attack on a black man. Um, There's this this mission to take out heterosexual black men or whatever the hell we say. But damn, dog, shit is looking real ugly right now. It's looking real ugly when you constantly have a rotation of motherfuckers who do the same exact thing as white people. And that's not me saying that what they're doing is not wrong. But damn it, it's not right if we're not going after Woody Allen well, in the same degree as we're going after all these other black That's men. my point. And I, I liked in the D.L. Hughley comment when he was addressing this Me Too era. He was saying that, you know, it, it, it's, it's not just this, this the attack that these people who are doing wrong shouldn't be in prison. Bill Cosby drugging and taking advantage of women should, should be in prison. prison. R. Kelly molesting little girls should, should be, be in prison. prison. If you doing all this stuff, if, if Michael Jackson was molesting these little boys and that means his name gets dragged through the mud after, should, be. should be in prison. Then, then, then let his name get dragged. But D.L. Hughley's point, it's not about me too. It's y'all too. It, the people who are supposed to be in prison, Bill should be in prison, R. Kelly should be in prison, Woody Allen should be in prison, Mick Jagger should be in prison, all these other dudes that, that Kevin Spacey should be Kevin in prison. Spacey should be in prison. It should be y'all too. If if everybody, if we're saying that we're drawing the definitive line that the protection of our ladies, of our young girls, of our young boys, of our innocence in this society is to be upheld, it is to be, we're supposed to circle the wagons and look out for these folks and protect each other as a community. It shouldn't be just these people over here that are the ones that are getting railed. Them 600 Catholic priests that came before life, every last one of them need to be locked up. That, that all these celebrities that, that sit there, you need to drag Elvis's name through the mud just like you do in Michael. Because we like to gloss over that 27-year-old man who was with that 14-year-old girl. Now, I don't care if he married her later. <laughs> we need to call that what it was Call then. it what it is. You know, you need to drag everybody through the mud. Everybody. Everybody. You had, what was it, Mark McGrath, lead, lead singer Sugar Ray. He was giving his interview talking about uh, he like him young. You know, like, because his whole demographic, when it, when Sugar Ray was Sugar Ray and they was having hits, he was like, all the girls we get are like 16. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody need to go. Everybody. You If you can find all these old videos of, of everybody, you can find that video, too. You can find right. all these clips. Get everybody. Not me, too. Y'all, too. White privilege matters. And that's this whole thing. It's not about the victims. It's about um, the hypocrisy of what is happening. You got the Jesse Young Bull getting 16 felony accounts. And you just had, uh, what is his name, uh, that got 47 months? Uh... Trump boy, yeah, Manford or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, don't hold me to that. I, that because yeah. I don't really, you know, I, I, it's just forty-seven months, and you've done A, B, and C, and you actually helped rig an election. <laughs> I mean, and just go we'll on that. Y'all two need to swing by that big White House on sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Boulevard. There's this dude over there who's got who got a. Uh, what was it, 13 charges of sexual assault and sexual misconduct? And he said, I would like to grab her pussy. Yeah, you go ahead and swing and pick him up right after you snatch up Woody. But we're not, I mean, Woody Allen is a Teflon Don, bro. Teflon Don. We don't talk about Woody Allen there, at all. And there's, there's documentation. He, he, he went and got this girl and adopted her so he can get in-house. His ex-wife left her over there, left him over that mess. Like this eyewitness account, this documentation. This boy ain't even sniffed no kind of prison. Haven't even sniffed no kind of conversation. Nope. And that's and I think that's where we we really lead into the idea that this system is fair and folks really feeling like justice is going to be served. No justice is not going to be served because all these other they have taken more time to wait patiently to bring down all these other. Remember the list of Hollywood execs. And Hollywood actors that were all thrown on this Me Too hit list mm-hmm. that have all been outed out um, from the Mike Lauders of of um, NBC to we had like so, a phone book. It was it was very telling. Ryan Seacrest I that mean, just went away. Oh yeah, that went fucking away. Nobody else did, but you know that. But <laughs> but then you look at Ryan Seacrest and you hear AJ, formerly of uh, uh, BT fame. Yeah, you know, uh, he's 106 getting, and Park. You know he's getting rammed. And again, if he did it. Okay, yeah. but I guarantee you, if he did it, I'm sure he did black women as well in BT. And when he sat around and turned around to do the white mainstream for his new demographic, extra. oh my God, extra? No, 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 you that's not extra. extra Mayo, you can't touch that, bro. So it's almost kind of like all these things seem to disappear. We take lightly. We don't really know. We go through the process. And and we waited out with with the black figures. It's like, man, get them up out of here now and fast. Uh, these are things that we need to address and look at. The fact is, is that we can appreciate somebody for what they do at their job. That they can be amazing singer, dancer, athlete. They can be well spoken and articulate, great writers or whatever. But they are human. And that just because you're great at your job, that doesn't make you a good person. And if you're out here harming people, hurting others traumatizing, plaguing the community. You need to be held accountable with no sympathy. But if we're going to say that we're going to go after everybody, then we need to go after everybody. And that we don't start singling out specific groups and specific people and we let these others slide for no real reason. We have to sit there and be just as consistent because all little girls need to be protected. All these little boys need to be protected and all these predators need to be brought to justice. Every single one of them. And if we're going to go after one of them, we need to go after all of them. And we can't love them with their talent and because what they can do and what they can bring to the table. If they sick, they sick. And if they need to go to prison, they need to go to prison. Bottom line. These are things that we need to address that we need to make sure we take care of and definitely stuff that we need to make sure we say something about. 
I'm Jermaine Morris. This has been Barry Axis, the Say Something Podcast. Where can folks keep up with you online? Twitter, Barry Axis, um, Instagram, IT and Void, and of course, Facebook, Barry Axis, and um, Black Blueprints with a Z dot com. I'm Jermaine Morris. It's Jay Morris, CEO on every social media platform. Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Uh, this has been the Say Something Podcast. And we will be back with you as quick as you say, hey. <laughs> Until <laughs> next show, we will holler at you later. Yes, sir.